What does it mean to be an entrepreneur? Long days, sleepless nights, high tolerance for risk, a freakish ability to ride the roller coaster of a startup, or maybe it's the freakish ability to stay on the ground when everyone else is riding that roller coaster. Well, one thing is for sure, being an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. And I'm so excited. I've got a great guest with me today who is going to share with us his journey. And let me tell you, it is a fun ride. So buckle up and join us. What does it mean to love and work well? And how do I pursue what truly matters? Working at the intersection of business and psychology, I help you answer these questions and more so you can focus priorities, inspire change, lead with courage, and live with more joy today. Hi, I'm Dr. Melissa Smith. Welcome to the Pursue What Matters podcast, where we focus on what it takes to thrive in love and work. I am so excited to talk to our guest today, and I think I may be just as surprised by what we talk about as everyone else, because who knows what this guy will come up with, but it's always guaranteed to be fun when he's around. So I've got Paul Adams with me today, and I've known Paul for, I think, like over a decade now, and he's been a great friend for a long time, and I have so much respect for him, both personally and professionally. And I really thought it would be great to get his perspective on entrepreneur life, you know, what it takes to make it work. He's been very successful, not just once, but several times with business startups, and certainly get his perspective on how to manage the ups and downs, decision making, and especially how to find that elusive life balance because he's got a great family and has found that elusive of life balance that is so important. So first, let's do a proper introduction of Paul. So Paul is a Utah native, originally from Provo, but is definitely a familiar face in Silicon Slopes, as he's a well-known entrepreneur with over 17 years experience in all online marketing disciplines, including conversion optimization and user experience. So Paul knows growth and is no stranger to the upper rankings on Inc. 500 with his most recent exit of Skyrocket Media, also known as bestcompany.com, which was the fastest, the second fastest growing company in Utah. More recently, Paul joined the Byte, B-Y-T-E, team in an effort to grow its reach to a household name status as co-founder, and he oversees all digital marketing there. So Paul is definitely a family man. He's a father of seven, uh, married to his, you know, high school sweetheart they actually met when they were 14, and he's as funny as they come, and I'm so excited for him to be here. So let's go ahead and get started with Paul. Okay, so Paul, give us some background if you don't mind. Tell us a little bit about your growing up. As I recall, you did not grow up with a silver spoon in your mouth, yes. right? No, not a silver <laughs> spoon. Um I did grow up with a lot of wooden spoons, though. I don't know how old you guys are. <laughs> I My husband had wooden spoons broken over his oh my backside. And my kids are like, what? What is with wooden spoons already? Like, I, know. I don't know. It was a thing. It didn't work for me. <laughs> didn't work for him Obviously. either. <laughs> um, yeah, so I grew up um, in a good old American Fork. I travel. I mean, I moved around a lot from West Side to mm-hmm. East Side to South Side to uh, end up <laughs> and you know finishing my career in American Fork on Caveman Boulevard going to American Fork right. uh, High School <laughs> with a solid 2.6. That's all you need to wrestle. That's all That's all you need at American Fork need. High School. That's all you need. Um, and a, I'm, I'm from Pleasant Grove. Well, not originally, but oh, now. Okay, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. um, 
But uh, yeah, so I was, uh, I grew up here after I was adopted. I was four years old when I was adopted. Um, I was supposed to be uh, given away at birth. But, um, and my, my adopted parents were there and, um, I don't know, my mom totally pulled a, uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, scenario and she's at the volcano and they're like, throw it in the fire. And she's like, no. And she wouldn't give me away. Oh my goodness. Uh, took me back to the, uh, trailer, no place like home. And, uh, (laughs) the abusive, uh, you know, boyfriend that she had at the time turned into a husband. And I was, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, one of six five i'm one of five um i'm kind of in the middle i'm the uh fourth oldest i've got two little brothers okay um anyway it was just a nightmare scenario um and at four years old finally my adopted father stepped in and said this ends now do you want i called him uncle dave Mm because i didn't know you know what Mm -hmm. was gonna happen he's like you want to come live with me i was like sure um Grabbed all my stuff, literally in a Ziploc bag or a plastic bag, like a garbage bag. Yeah. Threw it in his car. We went to McDonald's. We went home. And to this day, my mom who adopted me said, you never once asked, you never once turned around and said, when am I going to see my siblings? When am I going to see my mom again? Never once. And you just sat in the car, happy as a clam, drove to our house, and you never mentioned your family again. That's That's how you know. Like I was like... Real, like not even my, you know, and I was like, yeah. well, you know, my wow. my siblings weren't the nicest when we were all younger, but you know, younger mm-hmm. siblings are usually mean anyway. But yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's so. From four years old on, it was, um, uh, you know, very middle class, hardworking um, insurance agents that okay. they were. One mm-hmm. for Allstate, one one for uh, an independent uh, on his own. You know, my dad sold insurance, mm-hmm. um, so. Yeah, I grew up uh, around here, um, very modest uh, and, uh, and, and you know, very loving home. That's great. So, yeah, it was good. Very cool. Very cool. And tell us a little bit about um, your relationship with your wife and just tell us a little bit about your family. <laughs> well. Because she's a big part of who you are. She is who I am. Yeah. Um, in yeah. fact, I wouldn't be who I am without her. Because, yeah, I love uh, that. Absolutely. She's... Um, I don't know. I think I think guys, when they, um, especially when we're younger, we're looking for other things, you know. Yeah. But my wife always had like this uh, kind of sweetness to her, and I still I, does. I just still never. Does. Yeah, she is. She's <laughs> absolutely. You know. Um, she, it's it's almost like uh, the perfect ingredient. You know, whatever it is, whether it's a little, you need a little bit of melancholy, you need a little bit of happiness, you need a little bit of. Um, you know, uh, uh, stalwart uh, or stubbornness or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. She's that sprinkling of ingredients to make me better. Oh, and so anyway, she's, she's amazing. We met when we were 14. Wow. Um, sparks flew, emotions ran high. <laughs> um, we actually kissed quite a bit when we were 14. We did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Don't tell your kids. Um, but my kids are not allowed to kiss. So that's a good rule. Yeah. It's a good rule. Uh, until they're 30. And we, uh, <laughs> We would see each other every two years because uh, her family would come out for a, you know, they would come out for this family event and my family would come out for this family event and it was in the same place. It was this, uh, my adoptive parents, this family reunion, right? Family reunion. That was you a- met your wife at a family reunion, It was Paul. always fun. It was always fun <laughs> to explain that story to people in California being from Utah. Yeah. So yeah. I'd always get asked. So you guys are from Utah. Yeah. Where'd you guys meet? My family reunion. They're like, that checks out. I mean, 
You said you're from Utah. I'm adopted. How many I'm kids adopted. do you have? Like 12 kids? I'm like, nah, seven. Just seven. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Checked all the boxes. <laughs> um, but we do. We have seven beautiful kids, um, uh, five daughters and two boys. Awesome. So if there is any donations that would like to go to this podcast for me for a marriage fund, I would also You'll be need accepting it. donations. You'll need it. You'll need it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, and they're all just beautiful, gorgeous, and as sweet as they are on the outside as on the inside. They're yeah. great kids. And I can attest to that. They are. They're just they're just the sweetest family in the whole world. And like they really, really are. They're just good. They're just good. Okay. Awesome. Okay, so tell us a little bit about how you came to your career and how your how your path has unfolded because it's so interesting to me still unfolding yeah that (laughs) isn't that the truth well yeah constant journey um for sure um but i actually got started when uh out of high school um when my wife and i got married she was like great what are you gonna do and i was like I don't know. I got a solid 2.6 in high school. Um, just to throw that on there. Like, this is what you get. Um, if you, I got the ring. Yeah. Get ready to be a big spender. Now hop in the dumpster as long as we have each other. Um, but uh, my dad and mom had their insurance agencies and they were like, well, you can just take over my insurance agency. Mm-hmm. When I retire, um, my dad was like, you're going to get licensed in PNC and health and, you know, or property and casualty and, mm-hmm. and health and life and all this kind of boring stuff. And I was like, I just don't want to do that stuff. I don't want to work mean, with paper. Can you? I'd rather paper. work at Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> can you, can you imagine Paul as an insurance agent? Oh my God. I mean. It, it would be so bad. It would be so bad. It would be bad. Like I would just, <laughs> every five minutes I would yell out, I'm dying inside. Um. <laughs> This that's just never really been my jam, and I knew it wasn't. And so, um, like any good teenage kid, I lied to my dad and said, "Okay, yeah, I'll get licensed," <laughs> and um, went over on the computer in his office and just started playing around with you know different things that were going on, na- namely Napster, right? Early yeah. in the early two thousands, um, and uh, he would he would al- often ask me, you know, like to go and drop off these checks or these bills to his clients, right? Because mm-hmm. he wanted me to interact with people and. You know, look people in the eye, shake good firm handshake and all this stuff. And there was a guy in Alpine who owned a web development firm and in early 2000s. This is right after the dot bombs. Like this yeah. was a big, big deal. And they were building these websites and they all look terrible now. But you go back then, it was like, oh, my gosh, it yeah. was like $20,000 for a small little website. Yeah. And as I would drop the bill off, I would be, all the programmers were out in the open. So I'd come over, I'd be like, what are you guys working on? What are you doing? Cause I'd be waiting for like yeah. the guy and, oh yeah, we're doing this stuff's called HTML. And I'm like, oh wow. <laughs> like, how do you do that? What's the tat? How do you, how did you do that? And, uh, oh, that's flash and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, this is, it was blowing my mind. So yeah. I would, I would literally like get the money or drop off the check and then hang out for a couple hours. I love it. And talk to the guy. He's actually a really nice guy. He's out of Alpine. His name is Michael Flynn. He's in a few of the LDS films. Yeah. Um, he's the state president in the best two years that comes in and writes the prescriptions. Anyway, <laughs> really, really cool guy. Yeah. Love Mike Flynn. And and he actually, uh, at his generosity allowed me to stay there and loiter. And I would learn things. And then I would go back yeah. to my dad's office and I would, you know, first I built him a website, right? Yeah. And it was terrible. It was like for a quote. And the quote was spelled K-W-O-T-E. <laughs> 
Oh, bad. 2.6. Um, <laughs> and uh, so then his clients would come in and my, I, you know, I build my dad these presentations and these things like that and graphics, right? Mm-hmm. And his clients would come in and be like, oh, can you do that for my company? Yeah. And it became like this funnel of business. Wow. Like. People will come in and they start dropping checks off to me like, oh, can you give this to Paul? My dad's like, are you done with your licensing yet? You know, I'm like, uh, working on it. Wow. You know, and I'm, I'm doing these websites for his clients. And that's kind of where it first started. And from there it was, I mean, that was like 2001, 2002. Uh-huh. So from there, um, I, uh, I, I ventured out to California wanting to leave, kind of leave the state, mm-hmm. go on to bigger, better things. And swarmed to my parents. I'd never work at an insurance company mm-hmm. and went out to California and worked for an insurance company. Of course you did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the first online insurance companies that was online called insweb.com. Okay. And they were huge $400 million uh, investment company funded by, you know, um, VC firms and big, big deal, right? Mm-hmm. They, they would take the lead online and turn it into an auto policy and then write every, you know, everything. And, yeah. And uh, I got to come in and be mentored by some of these guys that had this vast knowledge in online marketing at the cusp of the beginning of the, of the, you know, 21st yeah. century. So not your traditional insurance. No, no, no. Company. This was like, we, we partnered with eBay. We partnered yeah. with Edmunds.com and all these really rad people that I got to rub shoulders with. Mm-hmm. And they were really harsh too. They were just, you know, I'd be like, what do you think of this landing page? And they're like, wow, wipe the crap off the screen and then show me what you really have. You know, I'm like, oh. Um, righty then. So it started from the bottom um, mm-hmm. there and and uh, was very blessed to be able to just to be around these incredible people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, grew that, uh, grew my position to the point where I was ready to move on to another job position and, and wanted to move to, to new startups and Utah is the place for that. So okay, found a job opening out here, came into a new startup and, and just kept putting my, myself in the company of, you know, pretty smart people yeah. that were taking risks. And um, I didn't have to take the risk because I was just getting paid. But, you know, it was free tuition. <laughs> that, that's fortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and watched a couple go down, watched a couple, you know, mm-hmm. uh, explode. And then uh, decided to go out on my own and consult Okay. Through the different variations of, uh, you know, knowing who people were. And in mm-hmm. about 2008, everybody kind of, you know, I mean, the whole economy took a dump Absolutely. and everything just went to garbage. And at that point, it was like, uh, re- you know, total recession. I had to go out and really like it was it wasn't just like clients were coming through the door. Like, yeah, I remember the one night I put together a flyer that was like <laughs> recession proof your business. Come to this seminar Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I get responses that come to the website and register, then I'll rent the building. Yeah. <laughs> right. That, that's like, that's bad. And I was uh, like, yeah, minimal viable product. Let's right. just do this. And Rachel and I drove around and did the windshield thing. And then we mailed some out and we did, we sent out like a thousand of them, right? Mm-hmm. To this local area. Mm-hmm. Nobody came, like nobody registered. It was, it was, it was bad. You didn't rent the building. That was actually the upside. <laughs> that like, is the upside. That's good because it's booked anyway. So, um, yeah. So I didn't have to do that. And uh, at, at that point, it was like, it was kind of like, that's when you had to go out and hustle, right? Yeah. It was calling people that you already knew mm-hmm. and saying, I can convince you to do it better. Let me show you how. Let mm-hmm. me, you know, do these things. And so from consulting, that's uh, actually where 
I met my current partners now that I'm in, uh, you know, in the company that I'm in right now, Byte. Okay. They were one of my first uh, customers. Okay. And the relationship, the connection there was from one of the startups that started out here that I came from California for. Mm -hmm. Ended up tanking because the, uh, you know, the business partners were just, you know, they were, they were bad with their money. I'll just say that. Yeah. And, um, one of the sales rep guys, uh, this guy's name was Steve. He was a great guy. He was like, I've got a couple of hot shots out of LA that are looking for online leads for this. And I was like, yeah, sure. Send them my way. Mm-hmm. And we ended up connecting and I was doing consulting for him and, yeah. and it worked out really well. And, and, uh, anyway, long story short, I know I'm being long winded, but, uh, long story short from there, I started my consulting agency called skyrocket consulting. Yeah. Um, all these different various clients. And then you became just like this, um, guy, guy that works pantless in his basement, just doing <laughs> consulting and doing all this, uh, you know, online marketing, conversion optimization and my design background helped with yeah. that. So, um, I, I, I knew that I needed more people on board with me Okay. when I went to my buddy, Brian Brenton. Um, and I was like, are you guys in that building at the mouth of Provo Canyon? And he was like, yeah. I was like, can I use that front office as a front? And he's like, Paul. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's, it'll be legit. It'll be legit. Trust <laughs> me. Just if anybody comes in and says, is Skyrocket Consulting? Can you just tell them I'm out? Yeah. And then I'll call them back. <laughs> I need your address. Right. And, she, and he's like, well, there's an empty office. Why don't you just come in and just use the office? Like, yeah, but you gotta wear on. pants. You have to wear pants, <laughs> and, uh, and at least until you're in your office. And I was like, "Does the office lock?" Just kidding. Yeah, is it glass? Um, <laughs> is it a glass office? <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, I ended up wearing clothes and uh, getting up and and um, taking an office spot in this building, and then uh, creating all these different email addresses for my kids at Skyrocket. <laughs> So, so that's why he has so many kids. It really helped out. It really did. So like the whole experience would be um, client would call in. Hey, can I get this done? I would CC an email like Dax, one of you know, my son, <laughs> Dax at Skyrock. I'm like, absolutely. Hey, Dax, you go ahead and take care of this. Da, 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 da. And I sent it and it would send it straight to myself. And then he would respond. I was having conversations with myself with a client in between, not know, like not knowing that this was the same person. <laughs> Because they would probably just be like, there's no way this is happening. Um, and I had some clients that would fly in from out of state. Wow. And they would come in. And my buddy, Brian, who's just this just this really awesome guy, really helped me out. Um, all these people were walking around. And I would talk to the receptionist and I would uh, buy her lunch. So <laughs> anytime somebody come in, she'd be like, oh, are you here for Paul? You know what? Let me, yeah, hang on a second. Let me, let me call him out. She'd call my cell. And it would look like it's going to a phone line. I'd be coming out. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Give me five minutes. I'm with a client. And I would go into my office and I would sit. I would sit like this because I was too busy. And it looked like you owned the whole building. Oh, yeah. And then I come out. I'm like, sorry. Like, because they didn't have signage up. So I come out. Sorry. Um, be right with you. Come on in. You know, and they come and sit down. And I would get these contracts because people, uh, uh, you know, they would they would see the outcome. <laughs> Right. If I couldn't perform, that's, that was one thing. That's right? exactly right. That's right. So that's why it's not like, you know, that, that's why it's not in the music man. I wasn't. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was the best amp. It was the best band outfits like, yeah. that I was producing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, I built my client base up to the point where I didn't need to go into the building anymore. I had some good, solid clients. Yeah. 
And at that point, uh, you know, I had a couple of people come in and want to partner and grow it and make it big and do real things and have a real office yeah. and be a real boy. And so I was <laughs> like, um, you know, listening to those signals, you're like, yeah, I think we can grow this. Mm-hmm. Um, and brought two partners on and um, we became from Skyrocket Consulting to Skyrocket Media. Okay. And uh, we all, you know, had two other partners. So all three of us, you know, took the bull by the horns, rented out a space in PG and mm-hmm. and uh, went for it. So with my client base and landing page optimization and online marketing, and then, uh, you know, one of my other partners did affiliate marketing and, you know, it was a, it was, we complimented each other. It was yeah. Great, you know, it was a good, it was a good partnership. So from there we started bringing all these clients and then uh, we evolved once again, when, um, a lot of our clients, it was kind of like the ad agency model where it's like, you know, what am I paying you for? Like nobody was really doing branding. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it was, it was the scenario where we had a company say, you guys um, will be competing against our internal marketing team. Okay. If you win, you get the contract. If you lose, we walk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we can beat anybody, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the whole prideful thing came mm-hmm. out. And we did. We destroyed them. Like they were looking for leads at a $10 per clip. Yeah. We were getting them for $4. Their wow. internal marketing team was at $15. And we're like, we get it. And the guy, and it literally was like, the owner of the company was like, okay, you know what? One more month. Let's just do one more challenge. There was a little <laughs> bit of a hiccup. We just bought, brought in this new guy. Uh-huh. And um, and at that point, we kind of said, you're fired. He was like, excuse me? I'm like, I no, you're, you're, we're firing you. I love it. He's like, you can't fire your clients. We're like, we're firing you. And we're <laughs> going to make you a buyer, not a client. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what do you mean? So what we ended up doing was, we knew the landing pages that we were using mm-hmm. to drive the leads mm-hmm. and all these different ways that we were driving business for them. And we're like, what if we took all the volatility out of this and just gave you a flat fee for every lead that we passed to you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause we, and then I told him, I said, you don't want an agency. Yeah. You want customers. And he was like, yes, great. Exactly. And yeah. I know what your costs are and I know what your expenses are. Mm-hmm. And that's when, uh, we evolved as a business, which was building up web web properties to drive okay. customers to other businesses, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where we came into the review space, where uh, we were kind of the white knights and coming up with a review space that actually didn't lie to people about uh, referring them to companies that yeah. were just paying us more. Yeah, you exactly. Know? We built in an algorithm and all this really cool stuff. And anyway, it was really neat. And that's where we kind of evolved to bestcompany.com, mm-hmm. right? Um I mean, I think I bought, I paid, you know, thousand bucks for that URL, which mm-hmm. is great, right? It was yeah, a, it was a that's, great brand. Bring everything in. Yeah, and, totally. And um, anyway, so that's where that kind of evolved into uh, a business to where we were calling our own shots. We were building, you know, web properties that we loved, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, that was the that was the evolution. Wow! And talk about a skyrocket. I mean, that business exploded. Yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, we uh, after two years, we uh, we had about an eight thousand percent growth. Eight thousand um, percent. Yeah, growth. In revenue. So I mean, we and that's amazing. When you see those kind of numbers, you know, you want to put your names in lights so that you can commemorate <laughs> it and memor- you know have, have it memorialized. <laughs> totally. Um, so that was really fun uh, being able to to be in all those lists and you know yeah. and those claims. So it was it was really fun. I mean. Um, 
but it, you know, that, that's a balance of being like, not being beating your chest about, you know, how great you are versus, you know, having some recognition, yeah. like good recognition yeah. versus bad recognition. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't, um, you can't buy into it too much. Right. You know, exactly. like y- you can acknowledge like, Hey, like we've done some really good stuff here, Yeah. but if you let it become part of like yeah. ego, like recognition can take away yeah Yeah. take away your perspective yeah for sure exactly yeah so tell us a little bit about um your decision to leave that company or you know and you decide how much you want to share about that oh yeah i mean uh it was it was um i think we all kind of get to the point where well well, maybe we all don't reach it at the same time frame yeah but we all get bored we all get we all we get stagnant and Mm -hmm. uh, i think it was when you know, we had a quarter where we did extremely well. Mm-hmm. And before that, it was a quarter that we did very, very poorly. And we had to kind of rustle up the troops and we had to yeah. change. We had to pivot very hard. Mm-hmm. That 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 period when we're pivoting and when we're hustling and we're pushing. Yeah. That's when it's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's not exciting when it's kind of like on autopilot. Yeah. And it's like numbers are good. Consistent 15 percent growth. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And. There's not like a real driving factor mm-hmm. to push you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the perspective wasn't really strong. It was like, yeah, I mean, sure, we'll get over there someday. Like, you yeah. know, it's like, how do you get to, you know, Aruba? Oh, yeah, we just take a plane, but you don't have the details lined mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think it came, um, you know, across where... <clears throat> you know, there's the, you start talking about other things that you can do and, and where there's alignment on, I want to do other things versus I want to have things stay the same Yeah, is where there's misalignment mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, some misalignment with the partners. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was the main, I think the main driving force behind that. Yeah. Know? But absolutely. And, th- and then they stayed on, they, they continued to push and, and drive and, and do a great job in, in building yeah. that business and, and uh, doing what's best for that business, and mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm glad I'm glad that they're able to do that. Yeah, you know. Well, and I think I mean I think you speak to a really important point, right? That you've you've got to keep growing, mm-hmm. you know, personally, and that that's it's so much bigger than just what's happening with revenue, you know, and that sure. you've got to have that alignment for yourself in terms of, you know, okay, like. Am, am I growing personally? Mm-hmm. And and I love I love what you say about you know the the challenge. Like when you're when you're facing those challenges, like it can it can suck. Like it can be really painful. Oh, yeah, yeah. But those are the moments that you know you're growing. You For know? sure. And For so sure. and sometimes sometimes that steady path is you know it's like okay like I don't. Like this is the easy road, yeah, but I don't. Backwards. But I don't know that I'm really growing or learning. Absolutely, and, you're you're yeah. going backwards. And if anything, if the last two years have been anything for me, it's been if you're not extremely uncomfortable and being pushed hard, like uh, there's a little bit of sweat on your upper lip, twenty four seven. Yep. If you're not feeling that, you're you're not feeling the growth because at yeah. some point you'll be able to stop, rest, and go. Whoa. Okay. How's how? How's yeah. a big hill? Okay. Cool. You know, like, yeah, exactly. and, and, and if you're not feeling that you're, you're really not pushing yourself and it doesn't have to be in business. It can be in your relationship sure. and your marriage and your, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, 
what, your hobbies, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a, we live in a world that's full of comforts, right? Yep. I mean, I use my voice to turn off my lights. <laughs> I use my voice to start my car. And yeah. like, like the, the, the amount of like laziness and crap that we like, mm-hmm. um, it's amazing. My, so my, so my, my five-year-old boy goes, so we, we, we ordered pizza and Papa John's, um, comes in. We should have them sponsor this one, by the we way. We should come on, <clears throat> Papa John's. <laughs> they come to the door and my, my five-year-old son goes, dad, I didn't know there's a DoorDash for Papa John's. <laughs> I was like. Wow. Oh man, this kid does not even understand. He thinks he can DoorDash anything. Yeah, you know, like who knew? Right? Yeah, the mailman's a DoorDash for your, you know, your mail. <laughs> for your mail. Why don't we just DoorDash that? Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know that it must have really taken a lot of courage because you, like, I mean, this was your baby, and mm-hmm. you were you were sitting pretty. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, at at one level, it sounds like like you knew because there wasn't alignment. Mm -hmm. But what did that take for you to actually walk away? I mean, tell tell us a little bit about the emotion. Yeah, I mean, emotion (laughs) is always like, I think we always fear the unknown for sure. Yeah. Um, But uh, when when you've when you've helped build something from the from the ground up, Mm -hmm. you want to see it become you want to be see it realized on something that's in your mind yeah and when it doesn't become realized whether whether i stayed or whether i didn't and that did not happen that's the realization you have to come to that yeah. hey this might not be exactly what i thought it was mm-hmm. and that's the hard part mm-hmm. um in that change right so you know uh, and when that change happened uh you know i didn't I, like i didn't want to see i didn't want to eat i didn't want to sleep i was just like you know, like you know, last, you know, five years of my life, like I've, you know, I've put into this, like, what am I going to do next? How am I going to do it? How am I going to execute? Yeah. Um, how much of this was a, a unicorn and how much of this is replicatable? Yeah. You know, big questions, big, big yeah. questions, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh. And I think that's where you have to, you have to uh, fall back on, you know, your belief systems, right? Yeah. So like, I'm a religious person, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of prayer involved. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of meditation involved and uh, realizing What's really important, I think, is the biggest thing, you know, Um, and I always tell this to my kids, too. I'm like, when you're grateful, you're invincible. I love that. You know, like if you're in great, if you are absolutely grateful for the greenness of the of the leaf on the trees Mm -hmm. and for the smell of grass after a storm, you know, or Mm -hmm. something like that. And Mm -hmm. everything is brings gratitude to you. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely invincible. Like you can find anything to put a positive spin on. Yeah. And wake up in the morning and and go do it. Right. So. And, and I'm a type of person that's, I would rather, like, if I was carrying a, a basket of apples mm-hmm. and four apples fell out, I would just go pick four more. Yeah. I, I wouldn't go back and try to find the four and put them back. Okay. That's some great perspective right there. Yeah. I'm just, that's, I mean, I, I've always been like that. Yeah. Like, you know, like. Because some of us would sit down and cry about our four apples or we'd freak out who took my four apples yeah. or we'd go and try and pick up the four apples. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to go find four more apples. Somewhere out there, there's a branch. <laughs> Somewhere out I there, love there's that. a branch to go out there and find four more apples, you know. and, and That's uh, an entrepreneur for you right there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. And then I found a peach tree. Um, <laughs> and the peach tree is a lot better than the yeah, apple these tree. These are way better. Oh, my gosh. 
Um, but that's the truth. I mean, uh, what was funny is is during the whole time, my my mom who adopted me uh-huh. was going through a very nasty divorce, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of this rebirth for both of us. Yeah, like she would come over. And she would just be like, do you, do you want to eat lunch? I'm like, yeah, I'll make a sandwich. And we just sit on the back porch and, you know, I just say, do you remember the time? I, you know, what a great, you know, and we'd have these, these moments, but we kind of felt like we walked through hell together Wow. as she went through this, mm-hmm. you know, really bad divorce. And this guy that it was just, uh, you know, uh, di- didn't do all the, do the right things. And, uh, mm-hmm. and she, you know, going through that together actually brought me closer to my mom. Yeah. Right. I mean, half glass full that was a really positive thing yeah. for us to go through yeah um so yeah i mean I, I think with anything you have to give yourself a couple days mm-hmm. right i mean appreciate the 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 valleys as much as the peaks but mm-hmm. you know after two days i was like let's do this yeah you know okay yes. let's okay what whatever it is it is let's let's continue to grow and i i was very blessed to be able to have um a lot of different opportunities, uh, you know, as, as I was going through that as well, you know, yeah. so, you know, nobody was starving, nobody was losing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of that was, um, you know, the due to, you know, uh, the good people that I used to still doing business with. And, yeah. And, uh, and even my, my business partners, they were, you know, very amicable and very, you know, uh, very helpful yeah. you know, during that time for sure. So. Great. Well, and one thing that I would say about you is like, Paul knows how to do relationships, you know, and I would say that, I mean, I think that's one of your greatest gifts, like both personally and professionally. And like, like, you know, I talk a lot about when it comes to leadership, emotional intelligence, and it's like, sure, like, okay, you've been talking about your 2.6 on your, you know, your GPA, but it's like emotional (laughs) intelligence is off the charts with you. And so if you think about like, you know how to connect with people and you know how to build relationships. And so when we think about you going on to like the next thing, even though there was probably plenty of uncertainty, it's like Mm -hmm. you had built so many strong connections that I'm sure, I'm sure you had plenty of people that were like, Paul, Paul, come on, come on. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I mean, there was, I do have a lot, I'm very blessed to have a lot of really amazing people that are just good people yeah. you know, that, are, that I could have called at any time and they'd have been like yeah. there for me for sure. Yeah. For sure. But I mean, you, you cultivated those connections, right? I mean, I like, I think that's really a strength of yours that like you, you, you know how to do that. Like you care about people and like, we know plenty of people that don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they're out there for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> In fact, I, you know, I have, I've always, um, my, my, I, you know, I think I owe this to my dad who was just this amazing example of, um, of, uh, uh, charitable charity and just the most kindest heart. Like, you know, uh, you know, he would, he would give the shirt off his back Mm -hmm. to anybody that was scary looking or had a neck tattoo or, Mm -hmm. you know, was just, you're like, whoa, back away. He would actually (laughs) put his, yeah, yeah. He would pull his hand out of his pocket and pull Mm -hmm. out his money clip and, Mm-hmm. And do what he could, even if he didn't have it. And, uh, you know, I, I think it taught me a lot growing up that uh, everybody has a backstory. Yeah. Everybody has a backstory. And I teach to my kids today, like with bullies, with, you know, these mm-hmm. kids that, you know, ah, this this girl like clawed my face or you know called me this <laughs> or whatever. And I try to teach them. I'm like, well, you know, 
you're not you maybe she doesn't have the kind of home life that you have maybe yeah. she doesn't have do you know anything about her you yeah. should probably try to find you know and kill her with kindness and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. um in fact i wrote an article on my I, my linkedin um on uh, on how customers work the same way everybody yeah. has a backstory mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and the perfect marketing is being at the right time at the right place right that's that's perfect marketing yeah. Yeah. and if you understand their backstory which is just demographics yeah. right <laughs> if you understand their backstory you can produce the perfect product at the perfect time, right? Mm-hmm. Alexa helps because it's always listening to you, whether you like it or not. Um, <laughs> Paranoia. But uh, but that's it's very true about relationships too. Everybody has a backstory. Mm-hmm. Everybody has an understanding. Like if you took, you know, Micah for instance, mm-hmm. At, mm-hmm. off the street at face value, like you you are you are cheated. But if you step in his shoes yeah. and you get to know the man and you yeah. understand, like. Oh my gosh, he's oh, and he does this. Oh, and he does oh, and he's that. Oh my gosh, and and even you yourself, uh-huh. like you can't take anything at face value. Yeah, you can't take anything for what it's worth. And and mm-hmm. um, if you tr- seek to understand that backstory, yeah, even the people who wrong you, or even the people who you know despitefully use you, mm-hmm. there's reasons behind it. And sometimes people are just jerks. Yeah, but um, you know, you give them the benefit of the doubt, and then I think that's a lot of cultivating that. You know, uh, that. Uh, emotional intelligence is just really just understanding yeah and yeah right like it it makes relationships better but it makes your life better too oh yeah and it's it's cultivating well the output right if you if you have that output as soon as you start investing in somebody um in their background right Mm -hmm. and like oh tell me about this or tell Mm -hmm. me about that you know if i'm like talking to josie or i'm talking Mm -hmm. to you and i'm interested in what's going on in your lives and i'm saying wow that's really great and not only that but i follow up with you know good luck today at orange theory or you know yeah yeah that actually makes a difference and the output is so much better like you'll always get a two-to-one return so true you know and that's kind of how we are with our kids too where yeah you know, my wife always says, you're withdrawing. Stop withdrawing. You need a deposit, honey. <laughs> Start depositing. You're, it's on empty. You're overdraft it. protection. She'll yell out, overdraft protection. <laughs> um, you know. It's great. It's great. So tell us, what are you What are you up to now? And how do you, how do you make business decisions? And how do you know, like, how do you know what, what's, what's a good idea? And how do you keep focused? There's a lot in oh, there. Oh boy! But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I'm up to now is I'm I'm working with um, a couple of buddies out in L.A. that were my first yeah. consulting clients ever. <laughs> when right? you were in the basement. When I was in when I was a pantless uh, a marketer, and um, and they're just good people, right? Yeah. Uh, they're from different walks of life. They live in a different world, but they're they're really great to work with. Um, and uh, doing a startup for the invisible braces it was called bite b-y-t-e mm-hmm. and i got a call and um you know I, I wasn't really interested in in starting new ventures again i was mm-hmm. kind of working on a couple other side projects and he says you got to come do this thing with me it's going to be great it's going to be fun and i was like ah i don't know what's okay what is it and he's like it's this invisible liner company we branded it bite and i was like okay keep talking <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what's the web address? He goes, it's biteme.com. And I was like, I'm oh, in. oh, I'm like, it's like a domain after your own oh heart. Gosh. I was like, I'm in. He's like, but I haven't told you the rest yet. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm, uh. I'll be in LA tomorrow. Um, <laughs> and um, one of the things I liked at Skyrocket was Skyrocket and, or Best Company mm-hmm. has this great um, algorithm and a promise 
to the customer. Like we're going to, we help you make better decisions, which helps improve your life. That was a big piece of this as well, getting into the invisible aligner space because um, anybody that has confidence issues because of their teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a brother who lost all of his teeth to, you know, drugs, drug use and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, um, and you know, he was able to get them all replaced with brand new, veneers, wow. like beautiful teeth, such a good looking guy and has all of his teeth now. And I'm telling you this, this guy's countenance, his, his output, oh, everything. It, yeah. He's just like a new person. Absolutely. And with bite, it's great because we, we get these reviews and even letters and like people that are saying like, you have changed my life. Like this is because a, my teeth are straight Mm -hmm. and whiter, Mm -hmm. but B it's because I could afford it because I didn't have orthodontic insurance. So it's very rewarding. That's so cool. So it's really, that's, that's one of the other reasons why I love doing that, but always having a purpose behind, you know, what you're doing. Yeah. Um, having that spark, like what's the spark that's driving me. Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as like, yeah, the, the, what's a good business decision, anything that has to do with electric scooters, um, <laughs> anything that has to do with online payments, um, you know, I don't think that there's like a formula that you can say, this is going to do great. Um, I think that it has to just be something that, you know, that you believe in and that you're like, yeah, this is, this is something that I think will do well. That's the first idea. But for me, yeah. one of the things that I really learned, um, you know, through my whole experience is I used to live a business life where I thought it was my duty to bring home the bacon and mm-hmm. fend off the, you know, the said criminals coming to steal our flock of sheep or whatever. <laughs> and uh, I kind of left my wife out of business decisions mm. and uh it was a huge mistake on my part because hey i was i was missing a big a big uh a big piece of like what what where the smart part of my brain is uh, yeah such a huge opportunity huge opportunity yeah um, yeah and and and, and be ha- partnering with somebody that's never going to be you know, betray you, stab you in the back. Like their best interest for you is their best interest. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it was a huge like paradigm shift for me where, Mm -hmm. you know, I thought that if I worked really hard and I did midnight crank sessions and I did pulled all nighters that I would be able to provide a better family, better life for my family. But it's, it's not, um, I was actually reading this earlier today. Uh, what does it mean to preside, right? To, to, mm-hmm. And it's not to stand above, but it's to stand with yeah. and stand by. Yeah. And so from that point on, you know, the last few years, mm-hmm. it's been um, an absolute like deal breaker if it doesn't include my wife. Uh, you know what I, I mean? Love that. Like, yeah. like she's the first person I go to, mm-hmm. A, because she knows me. And then I'll educate her on the situation. Yeah. She's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's way smarter than I am. And she'll she'll play devil's advocate. She'll have caveats. Plus, her gut check is unbelievable. Absolutely. You know? And so she um, and, and she's she's smarter um, technically because she has way more college experience. And she's, she's getting her degree right now. <laughs> That's right. She's in school right yeah. now. So she's she's a very smart cookie. But um, but I think the, the principle of it all is mm-hmm. if you have that resource, um, you're you're an idiot if you're if you're wasting it. Yeah. You're an idiot if you're not taking her by your side, or if you're a couple or whoever. Right. Right. You, you use that resource, 
And um, it was kind of funny because even when my partners from LA called me up and said, it's biteme.com, um, I actually went over to her and was like, by the way, I just got this phone call. Like, da, 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 what do you think uh-huh. about this? Uh-huh. Like, And she was like, I kind of like this. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> it's I'm a little irreverent, but. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of digging this. I was like, really? Like, I'm digging this. Like, it's okay. I'm like, Is it okay for you? There's the confidence. You yeah. Need, right? There's a yeah. confidence that you go into it and you're like, but you go into it together. Yeah. And making decisions for the family includes yeah. work. It includes big purchases. It includes all these different things. Mm-hmm. But you're way smarter. And the outcome is way better when you include both of you. Yeah. You know and I mean? and it's yeah, it's something that you share together. Yeah. Well, and I, I love that you're speaking to that, you know, that it's it's something that you do together. And I I think for sure part of it is also perspective. Right. Because mm-hmm. sometimes like you're you're in the middle of it. And what I have found for myself is I just tend to lack perspective. And so sometimes, you know, being able to take some of the business decisions home mm-hmm. to Micah and just say, like, this is what I'm dealing with. And like, he doesn't oh, even yeah. need to know all the details. And, you know, just like from 10 feet away, he's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah, like you should totally do that. It's like, okay, I just kind of need that reality check. And right. so right. sometimes, you know, our spouses can lend such valuable perspective. And it's like, gosh, why would we not? Living why, would, our, why would yeah. we not? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's that. And I think it's a stigma too. I think it's a stigma yeah. right now in our culture, in our day and age where, you know, we, we men feel like they need to go out and, you know, I'll do work and you do home and yeah, you know, all do it things. all like, and, um, and I think there's a lot of women out there that are cranking, that are like doing amazing things. Yeah. They're CEOs. They're doing all these wonderful yeah. things. I have five daughters, right? So I'm like always like, what kind of a doctor are you going to be? Right, you know, or, right. What, you know, what kind of a tech CEO do you think? Yeah. Are you thinking like you know, online payments or electric <laughs> scooters, you know? Um, <laughs> but I try to teach like my daughters all these things. But my wife is a driving force behind a lot of that. And it's, um, I'm glad to see a lot of the, you know, the, the culture change a little bit, mm-hmm. to, you know, where there's more recognition there and there's yeah. more understanding there. Um, but anyway, I, I was, it was, it was a huge pivot for me to, to see that and to understand it and go, wow. Um, I, at first profusely apologizing to my wife, like, <laughs> okay, well, I kind of felt like, um, a, a kid coming home, like after outside, like, doing something very bad idea you know like <laughs> i'm gonna go hang out with some snakes you know yeah. and then like coming home with just like like fang wounds everywhere and just be like <laughs> okay do you yeah i shouldn't have done that can i ask you next time can i you know what do you think and you know her just patiently be like yeah well i told you snakes bite you know <laughs> i'm like I love right. it. I right. love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. No, it's great. It's great. Well, Paul, it has been such a pleasure having you um, join me on the podcast. And like you bring such great perspective and you've had so much, um, so much great success. And it's just fun to it's always fun to see what you're up to. And I have no doubt that you will continue to have great success. And, you know, you the thing that I've always really appreciated about you is you're so grounded. You're so grounded in like what really matters. And 
So I have no doubt that you'll have a lot of success because you, you, you're really clear on what really matters. Uh And so like, I just, yeah, it's just fun to, fun to see how, how you're going to grow. So thanks so much for sharing some insights with us today. Yeah. Thank you. I love your podcast. Well, good. And I love how you put it on, um, uh, Instagram with like the audio tidbits in it. Hey, Brilliant. that's that's Josie. Josie's our project manager. Brilliant. And yeah. 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 And jo- like I'm surrounded by intelligent, powerful women right now. Look at I'm that. Yeah. We're all better for that, right? Yeah. Well, so. I had to come in here and, you know, dumb down the room a little bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm excited. Thank you for yeah. having me. Yeah. It was awesome. Well, thank you. It's great. So we will include some links in the show notes to your LinkedIn article and then maybe oh, some yeah. of the other things that Paul is up to. So make sure you head on over to my website to check out the show notes with all the great resources for this ep- episode at www.drmelissasmith.com forward slash episode dash 30. No, episode dash 28. Thanks to our project manager. We got that. Once again, that's www.drmelissasmith.com forward slash episode dash 28. I'm Dr. Melissa Smith. Remember love and work, work and love. That's all there is. Until next time, take good care.